The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analyze This, and we are um, previewing um, the 2020 general election day, which by law, by federal law, is held on the first Tuesday after the first Monday. And the first Monday in 2022 is on November the 7th. So that means that the general election is not held on November the 1st, which is the first Tuesday. It's held the first Tuesday after the first Monday, which is... November the 8th. So tomorrow is the general election day. Welcome to the show. And we're going to wrap up our conversation with our posters in this segment. Um, we've got Mr. Richard Dorsey from Island Analytics, and we've got Mr. Raymond James from the Rattan Poll, and we've also got two distinguished members from the Table Talk, Donald Duck School out of the Rock, and Mr. Ronnie Russell out of Canaan Ridge here in St. Craig. Good morning to all gentlemen, all of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Neville, yeah. morning. I have morning. numbers for you. Okay, good. I come, I come um, in, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So if we look at just the individuals who said they don't know if they're going to be voting, we have Kurt VLA at 24%. We have uh, Albert Bryan at 16%, with 39% saying none of the above. So when we look at individuals who have indicated they're unsure about if they'll vote or not, we're looking at almost 40% of that group are still on the fence, none of the above. But Kurt VLA is in, in the lead with that one. Um, so, so uh, explain, explain that, explain that to the public again, so they could understand what you're talking about. These okay. are people so, who said what. So, for our polls, we only ask you three questions: mm -hmm. Will you vote? Will you not vote? Are you unsure about voting? What we report out to the general public are only the individuals that have indicated yes, they will vote. So, like Mr. James, we are we are getting information from those most likely to vote. Mm -hmm. However. When we look at individuals who are unsure about their uh, their 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 <coughs> likelihood to vote, we see that Senator VLA has 25, 24.7, 25% of that population that's still unsure if they're going to go on November 8th or if they were going to go during early election. They are 25% um, in the favor of Senator VLA. That same group of unsure voters, um, only 16%. Uh, we're voting for Albert Bryan if they were to go to the ballot box. But the most interesting takeaway is 39.5%. 40% of unsure voters are unsure of who they want to vote for. Um, and when you look at that in terms of the remaining population, those who maybe didn't muster the, the, the energy or the effort to go during early election, those who are coming in now, that's what's going to be the deciding factor in the ballot box is those individuals who were unsure if they were going to vote and now unsure who they're going to vote for. So, so, so you're saying that you're saying that you polled those who were unsure they were going to vote. We polled if you're going, if you're not going, and if you don't know you're going. Wow. Um, and wow. the unsure ones still have a big, big decision to make. Wow. Wow. And and your polling window was when? Because Mr. James was from October 15th to November 2nd. Your polling window was from when? October 5th to the 31st. Okay, so, so I was trying to be the last lash, but Mr. James beat me. So. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, Mr. James, any any thoughts on on the onshore, the shore, and um, 
you know, because because this 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 is this is a nuance that you know that we we really don't factor in when we look at polling. Yeah, yeah, and the only thing I have to say is that as it relates there, I believe that some of that is still. Um, although I didn't break it up in that manner, but some of it is still reflected in the 13 percent, and that that did not give any response. Okay. So based based on Mr. Dorsey's analysis and his breakdown, my 13 percent is still within that, and I suspect if you go to, go to the 13 percent, some of them will break um, for the governor, and some of those people will break for Mr. Um, Vele, while others still. Final thoughts before we go to the Senate race from Doug School and Ronnie Russell. I want to bring this up. When we were hosting the election coverage in 2020, right? Remember, we were in the heart of the pandemic then, right? And 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 uh, um, there was a consolidation of 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 precincts at the um. Somebody need to mute the the the, the um the mic. Uh, there, there was a consolidation of precincts at the complex, and and surprisingly, that that particular polling place had to close late because so many people who they didn't anticipate were going to show up on election day showed up. So so with that dynamic, Ronnie Russell, right? Should um, I I don't know about writing off people. Just because of raw numbers, sometimes people wake up on election man and say, "No, I'm going to vote," even though they didn't have the 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 the, 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 the urge to be a part of the political campaign. Yeah, Absolutely, and I don't think it's going to rain. If if, if rain figured into it, people might say, "Bad on that." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how many. But I think it, it looks clear, and it looks like we will have a clear day. And People will wake up and decide they want to go vote. And I think at, enough is at stake, Neville, and the team, that people will decide to vote. My only thing is that I don't think we have all the people that we had in those years. Mm -hmm. We just have a, a, a less people. But I believe they think the issues are very important and they will, will, will vote, you know? So yeah. I hope that the population will see it as an important function of a democracy. That's my vote. Docs, what's your take on that, that, that election day urge, that feeling, you know something? Even though me really want to participate, I'm going to do it anyway. That last minute thing. That, that'll happen with people. People are human. Well, I, They're not I machines. Think, I, I think it's dependent on the candidates themselves to gen up that support in going and say, listen, we need you to come out. I mean, uh, for me, I would have been on my speaker and going around the neighborhood or have my surrogates going around and saying, listen, we need you to come out. You're the one who's going to push us over the top. We need you to come out. I listened to the read to the weather broadcast this morning. I think the lady said we're going to get some rain over here in St. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Thomas, St. John. I mean, St. Croix wasn't in that mix, but over here in St. Thomas, uh, we're going to get some rain. And when, when it rained, people ain't going to go vote. I remember when it had the election, I think it was close at come. Yeah, close. And, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I, I went college. I went my last year at college, and I was eighty-six. Close. Yeah. When close, yeah. when close came, nobody even go vote in the rain, no man. Nobody even <laughs> stand up in the rain. So I believe uh, weather could be an impact, but I believe that the candidates uh, need to do that last push and and get them up because based on the polling guys, 
the determination of the race is going to be based on those who go to poll, go to the polls tomorrow. It, it, it looks it looks like it's more more about turnout than anything else, based yeah. on based on the numbers that we're getting from the pollsters. So turnout. Yeah, so I, I I believe that the issues that 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 were asked in the poll needs to be highlighted to the voters. I think the candidates need to go and look at those issues that were, were, were asked in the poll and take that message to the voters and say, this is how we're going to handle uh, these problems going forward and see whether or not you can uh, get enough people to come out and support your view on how you're going to deal with those issues. Without a doubt. Let, let's get to the Senate race. Uh, Mr. James, start with him with you. St. Thomas, St. John District. Can we get the top seven based on your polling? Well, yeah, I, I will go to the top eight or nine only because the margin between okay, good. five and nine um, is so small that anything can happen and a shift here or there on election day could 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 could, could determine a person eight moving up to six or five. Not a problem. Here, um, not the numbers, but the name in particular. I got uh, Mr. Milton, um, Milton Potter as number one. Number two is Mr. DeWayne DeGraff. Number three is Miss Carla Joseph. Actually, these are senators. I forget to just call them who they are. They are senators. Number four is Saint uh, uh, Donna Fred Gregory. Number five is um, Saint uh, Marvin Blyden. Um, number six is um, Saint Alma Fred. Uh, Alma Francis. Uh, Alma Francis Heiliger. Francis. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Saint uh, um, Heiliger. Um, number seven is newcomer Don um, Henry. Um, Henry. Yeah. Number eight is Mr. Ray Fonseca. And number nine is Mr. Lawrence Bashofi. Now, I predict that normally the race will be for, I would say, between five to even number nine. Because, as you know, Neville, <coughs> and listening audience, that people have seven members that they can vote for. And so that's a, that's a widespread of selection. So normally the margins are very small between, I would say, from number five down to number nine. So any one of those people, notwithstanding the numerical number that Ratan has put them in, potentially can also be included and become, and become a senator. So you're saying that you're saying that incumbent senators, Potter, DeGraff, Joseph, and Donna Fred Gregory, they're in a cluster, uh, an yes. upper cluster, and then you're saying Senator Bladen, Senator Francis Heiliger, Candidate Don Henry, candidate Ray Fonseca, and candidate Lawrence Boschelta. Those five are battling for the last three. That's how you see. Correct. Okay, good. Correct. What's your take on St. Thomas, Mr. Um, Dorsey? Is Mr. Dorsey there? I guess I guess we lost. Uh, Mr. No, 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 I'm sorry. Oh. I, I had my phone on mute. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, how did you how did you see the senatorial race in St. Thomas and St. John? Yeah, so I do have Senator Potter for number one, Senator Blyden, then Senator Fred Gregory, then Senator DeGraff, Senator Heiliger, uh, Senator Hen uh, Incumbent, uh, Ms. Henry, and then uh, Senator Joseph. Okay, you had Potter, Blyden, Fred Gregory, DeGraff. DeGraff, Heiliger, Henry, and then uh, on the bottom is Senator Joseph. Um but they are tight uh, when you look at the number two and number three. Uh, they're basically less than a percentage point away between Blyden and Gregory. Uh, Mr. Potter sits comfortably 10 points above everybody on the second and third position. Um, and as you get down to the bottom, 
once again, it becomes a little close with DeGraff and Ms. Heiliger less literally a point away from each other. Um, but I do think uh, Mr. Potter is probably going to come out on top. Okay, good. No, let, let's let's do the St. Croix, uh, Mr. James. Uh, how did you see the St. Croix um, senatorial election shaking out? Okay, number one is uh, Senator Francis. Mm -hmm. Francis, that is. Number two is Senator uh, Kenneth Gittins. Number three is Senator Frankie Franklin Jackson. Number four is Samuel Carrion. Number five is newcomer Mary James. Number six is Senator Stephon, um, James. Number seven is Senator Whitaker. Number eight is Diane Kickford. Number nine is uh, Jackson. And those are, I believe, the top nine. And, and similarly, um, there's a close cluster up on top between really Nova Francis and Senator Gittins. Their percentage is really minimum, They're like 1% between both or less than 1%. And for uh, the numbers, I would say from 5 down to 9, that's really a cluster of, of between um, newcomers, Mary James, Senator Jovan James, Senator um, Whitaker, um, Diane Capehart, and then Jackson. And I want to something because this in the last election, the last um, uh, primary that I had, um, I believe Diane Capehart done, I believe she was in ninth, and she ended up running number five. Yeah. I um, mean, still primary. So she, actually, she actually ran number four in the primary. Yeah, number four, right. So that's just an indication of sometimes those clusters down below, meaning what I mean down below, like five, six, seven, eight, and nine, are so small that it's very difficult to pinpoint um, who's going to be in those um, positions uh, you know, when when the day comes. So so for me, the the race up on top, the, the top four, uh, seems to be to me secure. But five, six, seven, eight, and nine—that's a cluster, and those are the um, what, what's your St. Croix numbers for the Senate race, Mr. Dorsey? Uh, for St. Croix, we're looking at Senator Gittins, uh, then Senator Johnson, uh, incumbent Ms. Maurice James, then Senator Francis, uh, Senator Carrion, uh, incumbent Ms. Williams Jackson, and then... Um, Non-incumbent. Non no, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. Aspirant, sorry, aspirant. Yeah, aspirant, yeah, aspirant, sorry, aspirant yeah, yeah. Aspirant, uh, Ms. Williams Jackson. Um, uh, Senator Whitaker is seven, and eight is uh, Senator Javon James. Okay, so you um, had. Likewise, I do. So you, so you had you had Gittins, Gittins, you had Gittins one. Gittins Johnson. Johnson. James, Maurice James. Maurice James. Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Francis Carrion, Nemi Jackson, Whitaker, and then Javon James as number eight. Uh, like uh, Mr. Raymond James, because a lot of James is saying right now. Uh, <laughs> I do see some 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 close little uh, contention. Right now, the number two and number three spot between uh, Franklin Johnson and Maurice James, they're only a point away from each other. Uh, another tight one will be uh, Miss Nemi uh, Williams, Jackson, and Senator Whitaker. They're less than a point away from each other. However, Senator Gittin holds, uh, similar to Mr. Potter, holds a significant lead over the number two and number three spot with about 10 percentage points above the rest. Um, so, gentlemen, yeah. This is my final question to both of you posters before I, I excuse you and, and thank you for being a part of this great discussion. Incumbents are going to fare well based on the numbers, based on the data that you, you guys have received or, uh, during this polling process. Let me start with you, Mr. Dorsey, and then Mr. James. 
Yeah, I think they're going to do very well. Uh, the Democratic Party is a supermajority in the territory. So if, if uh, incumbents and likewise Democrats didn't get in, it would be a big shakeup in the community. But I think all sitting senators have a good chance, not a great chance. We see Senator James is at the back of the poll, at the back of the list um, on St. Croix. And then we look at Senator Joseph. She's on the bottom of the list on St. Thomas. Uh, so some are, are doing well, and some are still struggling to connect with their their, their constituents. Mr. Mr. J Mr. Raymond James, uh, incumbents fearing well in your polling? Yeah, yeah, but I think that um, I like Mr. Dorsey. I just just want to. I have a little different take, and in terms of Democrats versus Independent, ICM, and the rest, I think Virgin Islanders now really vote for the people they believe notwithstanding the party affiliation that they believe will be the best suit to them for the time in terms of what they have done in legislature for the challenger, what they believe that, uh, that needs to be changed. Now, Mr. 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 J Mr. James, what was your at-large numbers for Mr. Bolkes and Mr. Sher Mr. Um, aspirant Senator, Senator uh, Angel Bolkes and aspirant Sherry Ann Francis? Okay. At-large, I have Mr. Bolkes at 48%. I have Ms. Sherry Ann Francis at forty six percent and no response at six percent. And and what's your at large numbers, Mr. Dorsey? I have uh, Mr. Bolkes at forty eight percent, Ms. Francis at thirty two percent with about twenty percent, none of the above. Wow. That's 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 a big that's a big disparity there within that voting twenty percent. Uh, and 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 six percent for Mr. Twenty percent for you, Mr. Dorsey. Six percent uh, for 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 Mr. James. Now, Mr. James, you were saying real quickly, right? And 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 and, and uh, that people, even though the Democratic Party uh, is the dominant representative, uh, dominant apparatus in the legislature, people vote person more so than party for the Senate races. Correct. Yes, we, we we have seen that we have seen that um, election cycle after election cycle. Yes. Okay, good, gentlemen, Mr. Dorsey, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Dorsey from Island Analytics, and Mr. Raymond James from the Rattan Pool. Um, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Preview me and Doc School and Ronnie Russell. We are gonna break this thing down now in detail uh, over the next two segments. Thank you very much for joining us, both of you. Appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank. You got it. That's uh, Mr. Richard Dorsey from Island Analytics. And Mr. Raymond James, they actually did three full segments. Appreciate that in advance of tomorrow. Now we're going to break down um, some of the data. And um, Ronnie, you there? Ducks, you there? Both are there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay, here. okay. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing. We'll be back right after this. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan 
para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. Puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. Y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play. back here uh, and analyze this and we just heard from two local uh, Virgin Islands pollsters, Island Analytics, Mr. Richard Dorsey and of course Mr. Raymond James from Rattan Poll who joined us uh, prior to the primary as well and now he's uh, given some information uh, prior to general election. Got Dog School out of the rack and uh, Ronnie Russell from the Big Island. Good morning once again gentlemen. Table talk in effect. Good morning, Neville. Good morning. Excellent, excellent information that came forward. Okay. Good morning, Neville. Good. And I really appreciate your your show this today because it's very informative. No, okay? I, I, I hear somebody. One eye in the background. I don't know which one that is, but Ronnie, uh, I'm probably on Ronnie's side. Gentlemen, um, yeah. let, let me let me start with the Senate race first, right? Um, let's start on the Saint Thomas side. Um, Doc's cool. It looks like um, Milton Potter is going to have a very good 2022 election cycle. Um, Doc's cool. Yes, well, based, based on the polls, he is uh, polling well. Uh, one of the things with Milton Potter that Neville and, and Rani in, the, in this term in the election, that he was put in a position to deal with a critical situation uh, with the, the, the committees that dealt with uh, disciplining uh, uh, senators. Mm -hmm. and he was in charge of that. And I believe that his handling and his the way he dealt with those issues and bringing uh, some closure to those issues, I think, boded well for him. And that, that, that went out. So I believe that the, the voters are seeing that you within him, you have someone who can analyze, analyze this. Uh, who can analyze the situation? No, 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 no. They analyze that, not this. Analyze that. Okay, they analyze that, right? And 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 for that, uh, that is the type of individual you would want to see serving and continue to serve. And I believe that's where the, the voters are basically rewarding. And it's the poll. We'll see what happens uh, when the when the vote is totally tallied. When, when, when the numbers when, issues, when numbers are counted, yeah. But, but let me ask yeah. this question to Rani. Rani. If what we're hearing from both um, Mr. Potter 
I mean, Mr. Um, Dorsey and Mr. James, um, the perennial leading vote getter, the prolific vote getter that is Donna Fred Gregory. Are we seeing an end to her four election streak where she won two primaries and two general elections in 2018 and 2020? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Yeah, it appears that way. And something that Docs mentioned, but it's more important uh, to look at the character and the demeanor of the individual partner. He, he, he don't have an emotional outburst. He don't have these kind of things that in this day and age will turn off people. Mm -hmm. And he's balanced. And he is shaping up as a good leader in the legislature, especially what Doc School mentioned and other 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 controversial issues. Yeah. So he yeah. So you know, he is shaping up as, as balanced and and not emotional because uh, the Virgin Islanders have moved away from people who get emotional, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. You know. So so uh, and they 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 embracing a much calmer spirit. So he approaches that kind of character and I, I agree with them I think he'll win <laughs> and and you know it, we move into a different era so um you know uh Donna Fred Gregory is a bit more animated and she has more emotion into it and you know it might it uh, might affect she's not gonna lose no but she no. might not win no. uh top rope food getter so you well, know? well well I gonna say this or no it's actually five consecutive elections because Donna Fred Gregory ran first in the primary this year. So that's 18, 20, and 22. So, so while um, I respect the pollsters and, and I believe the sentiment is real, for many people, they're they going to take a, well, they got to see it to believe it um, with respect to Donna Fred Gregory not running first because, um, you know, she, she has been a prolific vote getter since she has put her name on the ballot for the 2018 election cycle so that's going to be interesting now six six incumbents and all six of them on the St. Thomas side in both of the polls are slated to be re-elected based on the polls but it's just a snapshot we're going to find out tomorrow what really going on right um the only difference between both of those polls is uh, Mr. James has done Lisa Henry, Commissioner, DPNR, finishing seventh. And uh, Mr. Dorsey has um, Commissioner Henry, uh, Don Lisa Henry, finishing, finishing sixth. But they have the same top seven on the St. Thomas side. On the St. Croix side, though, right? We have a little difference. We're, um, well, first of all, I, I'm going to say this. Um, Diane K. Part, Senate, former Senator Diane K. Part, you served with her in the 30th legislature, right, Doug Skull? Yes, I did. Yes, right? I did. And she ran a, a remarkable fourth in the primary, and both of them, for some reason, they don't have her being successful uh, in their poll, and I believe that she's going to be successful uh, tomorrow. What, what's your take on that, Ronnie, and, and then Ducks? Ronnie. Oh, you got, uh, yeah, you, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm the mic. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I differ with some of the polls because I I don't believe in 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 St. Thomas the incumbents will fear as well as you know the pollsters put out. I listened to some of the candidates 
and Dan Henry and other candidates were very impressive. Impressive, and if people are satisfied with the status quo, then they're gonna win. But I don't know if people are satisfied the way that you know the pollsters are, you know, shape it up. I think there's some dissatisfaction with the voting population, and there is going to show up. That is going to show up in who win. And remember, Neville, close races are decided not only by who vote, but who reach out to absentee ballot. Mm-hmm. And that's a crucial thing. Remember, you know, if you did your homework as an aspirant or a candidate or a, a senator, you would send out absentee ballots early so that you could get that amount of votes that could carry over the top in a close race. And that's another thing. Who who did their job? So, 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 ra- so rather you say this thing could be so tight that absentee ballots ultimately in the end could determine who win? Because we know, um, and Docs, you know, like a, a, a political historian like myself, Lorraine Berry have lost on election day and then she comes for an end day, she's sitting down be- in, 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 the, in the chambers as a senator because of absentee votes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, when and, I lost, when I lost, and I was my, in a very close race. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when boy. I lost my 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 term in the legislature, it was during the absentee ballot because I came out of the the, the 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 election ahead, and in the absentee ballot, I I I lost. Mm-hmm. I had some questions about some of the things, but I didn't challenge those things. The thing is with the with with the incumbents, I believe, Neville, for me, that the incumbents are going to do well, and. For this election, what I was seeing is... Running mute your mic till I call you back, please. Okay, there we go. Okay, go ahead, Docs. Yeah, I, I, I believe that uh, the name recognition is a key in 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 the voters who went in to vote or who were going to vote. They, they recognize name, and I, I can tell you this because I had some young people uh, my son's age, you know, uh, about 10 of my son's friends, just to be quantify the number and they say mr cole i don't know these people the only people i know are the people who i know in the senate the others who are running i don't know so when they go to vote they're voting for who they know okay and i believe that the name recognition becomes a key i believe i will have to wait and see whether or not as you say an election day that dana fred gregory is not the top vote getter you know that 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 would have to come to me and the fact that uh Don Henry, I believe in both polls that are showing that she would be in, we will have, she might be able to, 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 to get in. Again, name recognition for me, Neville, is the key in this election. And I think so over in St. Croix too. And the thing in St. Croix that I'm looking at is you have those incumbents who have been there, who've been quote, uh, looking out for the people, I believe. And I think they're going to be rewarded for that. Again, Diane Capehart, who was there before, name recognition again, I believe, will be a key factor. No, I, 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 I'm be honest with you, and Rani, I want, I want to ask you this question: as um, when you finish fourth in a primary, um, with 926 votes, I believe it was, and and you beat fifth place by a significant margin in a small turnout, that's an even more impressive victory, right? And absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and that is what um, Senator Capehart did. I got the numbers here. Let me see, I want to make sure I pull them up. 
Make sure, because I, I want to go through the the, the 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 results from the um the hold on the from the primary. Okay, here we go. Right on the Saint Croix side for the fine uh finals. We had um Kenneth Kenny Gittins, one thousand one one seven. Novel Francis one thousand eighty two. Maurice James one thousand seventy. So you had a a forty seven difference between first and third in the primary. Then you had a little fall off to Diane Capehart, right, from 1,070 to 926. She finished fourth. And then Nemi Williams-Jackson to 795. So you had a 131-vote difference between fourth and five in a small turnout. And then you had Javon James, six at 758. Let me see. Yeah, 778. And then uh, Genevieve Whitaker at 770. So, So to me... Um, the difference between fourth and fifth was not tight in the primary because we had a difference of 778, 148 votes uh, between fourth and fourth and six. So, so it's going to be interesting because keep in mind now that was a restricted race, Ronnie. This race now is an open race. It ain't just Democrats alone. It's Democrats, Republicans, ICM, and independents. So that's that's a factor that we got to factor in as well. Yeah, and you know something. You got to factor in the tenor of the population in St. Croix. Mm -hmm. They have been more disgruntled than the population in St. Thomas with the administration. And that means that Democrats may have fallen out of favor in some areas. That's, that's a good point. So that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, um, and so people like Devin Carrington and former Senator Norma John Baptiste. Mm -hmm. And people that you might not expect to get a lot of votes might get a lot of votes because the people in St. Croix may be seeing a different, you know, playing field than those in St. Thomas. And, you know... No, but Ronnie, you, Ronnie, 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 you bring up a good point um, that, that I want Ducks to chime in, in as well, where people might just be uh, voting uh, a certain way because of your, one's political affiliation to a party. I, I don't think that is as, as strong as it is in St. Croix. I mean, in St. Thomas. As it, as it could be in St. Croix, correct? As, as it could be in St. Croix. And, and you know, the voter turnout for the primary it was an indication at that, I think. And so this voter turnout is going to be a lot different. And with the early voting, you factored into that, you know, the, uh, the dynamic of, let's put it this way, uh, Kenny Gittins, Novel Francis, uh, I, I think Carrion are secure mm -hmm. for different reasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? But other, other than that, you know, that percentage point of difference, I think is really something to pay attention to. And the turnout is going to be great if they don't rain. And I think it's going to reach 20,000. And there may be some upsets, Neville, in St. Croix. Well, that's, I think so. Well, uh, upsets are a part of it. sports and competition. <laughs> so, 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 so there shouldn't be uh, uh, totally, uh, uh, anyone shouldn't be, nobody should be totally surprised when upsets happen. Now, Doug Skull, one of my listeners was, was asking if we endorsing Milton Pata, and that was, that's not the case. I want to make sure that's clear. We were asking, no. we asked the question, no. well, why, why is um, Senator Pata uh, what what why do we think 
he is leading both polls, um, and and there's a there's a consistency with respect to that. And you uh, you you mentioned his stewardship over some issues. He also chaired a very important rules committee, um, which which is a high profile committee, the subcommittee, the whole. And I asked him this question at one point as well. Um, sometimes, um, Docs and Rani, your professional um, background could actually um, help you to be successful in the body, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like for me, I you know I, I worked in accounts payable in education and and then procurement. So when 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 the numbers uh, documents came down, I had a feeling. I used to enjoy that. In his case, uh, he's a he he dealt with human resources, right? So he dealing yeah. with people. Right, and Absolutely. maybe there's a way that there's there's attributes is like it, 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 it's like lawyers. We expect lawyers when they're on the floor to articulate. Ronnie, you could speak to this because I know all that Latin and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so your your professional background really is supposed to be one of the determining factors and where people vote for you to elect them uh, uh, to elect you to be a member of the body, right, Docs? Speaking in general. Personal, yeah, absolutely. And and like I told you, the definition, and I keep repeating this, of politics from the behaviorist school of thought is a human interaction in the authoritative allocation of scarce resources. Mm-hmm. So that that, 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 hum, that humane issue is not that I'm endorsing Mr. Potter. The question was asked why we see him at the poll. And yeah. I raised certain examples as to what my beliefs were as to why he garnered those, that support. It's not. It's not a matter of because I ain't endorsing nobody. No, 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 no. We're, we're not. We're, we're not. In, we're not in the endorsement business. We're not in, the, in the endorsement thing. We're looking. We're analyzing this. <laughs> I, I like that, <laughs> Ronnie. 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 There was a time where the U.S. Senate was dominated with with, with lawyers. On you to Mike. On you to Mike. There, Ronnie. The, 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 I was I was I asked a question. There, there was a time where the U.S. Senate was dominated with lawyers, and it's because they have the ability to articulate. Yeah. Look like we, we lose Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie's probably on mute. Definitely, yeah, because they, they, as you say, when the legalese come up, you deal with the legal and you present your case from a legal point of view. You understand the the, 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 the process and you, you, you come forward as that. Well, right you know, now, well, you know it's, it's, it's a deliberative body. And, yeah. and, and, and to me, you know, I, I think that senators, right, need to be a little bit more confident there are too many times, Docs, and we could speak about it when we come back, where you could see, right, that for whatever reason, maybe they aren't as versed in an issue or they haven't been as researched, but when they pick up that microphone, they're still reaching, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to arrive at a conclusion on a subject matter. And I think that's something that we should ask of all senators, you know, to, to be even more researched uh, and be confident when they take the mic. We'll take a break, come back, final segment, the day before. Election Day 2022. Be back right after this. From the BBC World Service. You're listening to News Hour. This is Africa Daily. Business Daily from the BBC World Service. Welcome to Crowd Science. This is Digital Planet. World News. The Arts Hour from the BBC. This is World Business Report. This is Health Check. Music Life from the BBC. There's far more to it beneath the surface. The BBC World Service. From 3 to 6 a.m. here on WTGX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. 
First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com. John Oliver, welcome to Fresh Air. Amy Schumer, welcome to Fresh Air. Welcome to Fresh Air, Mark Marin. Welcome back. Lena Dunham, welcome to welcome Fresh Air. Welcome to Fresh Air. Fresh Air, weekdays at 12 noon. Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper stickers and yard sign up, Paulie. Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line all together on election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's, it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and analyze this. And we got now Randy Russell and, and Doc Cole uh, joining us here on the Monday Table Talk, analyzing um, the elections the day before. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Okay, okay, morning. Check, okay, check this out, right? I, I, got, I, got te- I got a text message from one of my people then, right? And I ain't going to call his name, but you know, he, he really believes what he's brainiac politician. So here, so here what he's saying, right? They take away songs like Accept the polls that Pata beating Dana, but throw the polls that Diana is running low. You know, one of the problems I got with these 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 so-called pundits, right? Who believe they know everything. Sometimes it's good to listen, right? The point yeah. that we make it with respect to Miss K. Pat is that remember the Rattan poll? Didn't yeah. the, didn't the Rattan poll have her outside the top seven before the election? And and she finished a solid fourth in the primary. That's the point that we're making. Sometimes people don't poll well, right? But then on election day they do well. That's the point that we were making. You know what I'm saying? I I and I, also Neville, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We in we in hard and fast endorsing anybody. No sir. No, no. sir. No. We we just taking the data, analyzing it, and and giving projections <laughs> that might happen. But no, yeah. we, we're endorsing nobody. We, we, we're not in the endorsement business. We're, we're using his, uh, what has passed, trending, trending trends from in the past to speak to what happened. We, we, here, here's what we say, right? Donna Fred Gregory has won, has finished first in five consecutive elections. The two pollsters that we had on have, based on their polling data, because they ain't in the business of endorsing anybody either, right? Because they no. got to worry about their credibility, right? They are saying based on the data that they've collected over a two-week, uh, two-and-a-half to three-week period, based on how long their windows were, that it looks like someone else um, is going to run first. And all we're saying is that may be accurate. 
but it's still left to be seen. That's how we're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. because we have documented data that Dana Frank Gregory is a leading vocal. It's like when it's like when Alisa Chucky Hansen was in her heyday running. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember there was a time where when the election started, we used to say, Well, we know who running first and St. Croix. Yeah. That, that that's yeah. Chucky. And we know who running first and St. Thomas Sean Malone. Remember there was a yeah. time when Sean Malone couldn't yeah. do couldn't do anything but finish first. That's all we're saying. There's no need for you, my lovely audience, my family, to to to, to get Overly technical. We are merely speculating, just like you are. That's all we're doing. Yeah, but, and, but, and, and, and Neville. Yeah, yeah, Ducks. Then Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the primary, uh, we're talking about Milton Potter and Dana Fred Gregory. The the, the 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 polls had them running the way they basically ended up in the primary. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was I think a difference of maybe fifty or some votes that separated first and second. In the primary, in the primary, in a smaller, in a smaller pool. Now you open up the pool, you you, you can see the difference if that's whole. But like I said, on election day, I want to see when the votes are count, when the final poll is taken, and all the votes are tallied. I want to see if that trend holds. And not only that, uh, Rani, let's go right back to the recent election of 2020, when when Alicia Chucky Hansen ran, and people were saying. Look like Chucky gonna make it this year, though. and you know what? You know what the response was? I got to see it to believe it, right? Exactly. And then yeah, it and exactly. then it happened, and they believed it, right? Because, <laughs> because I think she finished tenth in the senatorial election, which is very rare with Senator Hansen. She lost before, but the one time that she lost before, you know, there was a, a a legal issue involved in that. You know what I'm saying? And then of course another time there was a writing campaign. But just that's, that's just how people are. You know, elections are about speculating until election day, an election window, yeah. and then we see the results tonight and we live with it, unlike what happened yeah, yeah. on the mainland on January 6th, of course, when they had the interaction. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but Ronnie, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the full election will be decided. And after that day, I think absentee ballot will make a difference because of how close it, it, it appears that these... You, you have, we had some in St. Croix, Good candidates campaigning hard, and I think you know, they, it's not the they, they, they etched in stone who is going to win. And we got to realize that absentee ballots make a difference when it's close, okay. And the other thing, too, Neville and, and, and Docs, is that we have a lot of factors that we, we, we have not factored in for this 2022 the, the exodus from the islands, mm-hmm. the influx of new people. The whole idea was happening nationally. People getting torn off of voting. A lot of things happening. So we we have to wait and see. Just leave, just leave it that way. Yeah. And when we look at the results, we in, 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 the night before, we find out how much after C ballots went out. And we'll break and it out and we yes, will break it down. And we will analyze this. Down. We will analyze this on Wednesday yes. morning. And, and yes. Wednesday morning. Yes. When, when the hour yes. now, now, gentlemen, here is here is let, let's cycle back to the to the gubernatorial race. Here is how I saw this election playing out. Right? Well, first of all, before we do that, I, I want to say I believe Fred Miller and Picard Turnbull are going to get more votes than what the pollsters told us. That's just me. I'm not saying I'm right. Right? But I, I could see them getting a one, two, three percent. You know, some in some instances they were saying less than a percent. I believe Mr. Dorsey had folks, Smokey Fred, at like four or five percent. But but I believe that there are enough people out there who are going to vote for them, just as a means of saying 
I don't like the establishment candidates. I want to vote for one of the other two options in the gubernatorial race. And we've seen that over the years. What's your take on that, Ronnie, and then Docs? Absolutely. And you know something? The beauty about it is that we don't have, you know, discouragement here in the territory of what's happening in the states, trying to make it hard for people to vote um, gerrymandering. We have open voting. And I believe our people will come out and vote uh, if, if the conditions are right. And, and we don't have a problem. We will accept the results. We ain't trying on January 6th here. So, you know, <laughs> whatever the people speak, we're going to accept it and move on and hope that they come in with the right attitude, with the right conviction, and a right understanding of the political process, whoever we like. So I, 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 I see it. As a good process, the Board of Election, Carolyn Fox did a great job to get close to 12,000 people to only vote. That is great because, you know, I am one of them and I think it was a great process. So, I used okay. two of them and I believe Docs is three of them. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, the the point I, that I'm making is that, that so, yeah, sometimes that. people vote for these other two candidates as a protest vote because they don't they, they, they don't want to be going along with who are the primary options. I mean, there's always this uh, a little like a, a three to five percent of the of the population who is of that mentality. I and mean, we're not saying anything is wrong with it. It's just a historical thing. Yeah, I, and I think it, it is going. It is going to happen. And in the context, level of uh, what the pollsters uh, establish in their poll, that there would be a runoff election. Those votes that go to these two candidates, all right, now become a significant variable in the runoff if the people go back to, to vote, right? So I believe the numbers for these two individuals will definitely impact. And plus the, the 13% and the, the percentage that didn't have a vote, that didn't have a choice, I believe they can go to, to those individuals, go against the system and say, we don't like what's happening in the system. We don't like those who are there. Mm -hmm. Because the, the individuals who are at the top uh, have been in government, deal with governance. Uh, I know Smokey Fred served in the legislature and uh, been there and been trying to, to get back to representation. And I believe people would say, hey, let's let's see what we can do if we can put them in there and then have an impact on that runoff election. That's the way I'm that's the way I'm looking at it. I, I got I got a joke for I, 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 no, I got a joke for and I want to have to break this down. I got a text message from uh, from a Brian's uh, supporter out of St. Thomas that said Raymond's Brian Roach St. Thomas numbers are way off, right? And Raymond had and Rattan poll, I mean the Rattan poll had Brian Roach numbers in St. Thomas way off. And Brian Roach and, and, and Rattan Paul had Brian Roach at 52% in St. Thomas. So let me ask this question, Rani. If Raymond, if the Rattan Paul was way off with Brian Roach at 52%, how would you describe the, 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 the Island Analytics poll that had Brian Roach at 38% in St. Thomas? If, if Raymond is way off, what's, what's the applicable term for, for, uh, for, for Island Analytics? Uh, the both of them should come up to a reasonable compromise. <laughs> 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 because they both use scientific methods. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and we gotta go with them. Because you know, so, because you know the, you know the Brian Roach team were dominant in twenty eighteen yeah. in the St. Thomas St. John district. No doubt about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, and these polls use a scientific method and it's, it's somewhere in between. And, and the key, Neville, is that, you know, it's, it's up in the air. They, they, both candidates did well. So it might come down to who can negotiate with the other candidates, like, you know, um, Fred and, and Picard, and negotiating, because if it comes down to a runoff, who could best negotiate to get the people to support them? And we have had runoffs in the Virgin Islands, and it, it turned out very different than is expected. Evans was one, you know, and with <laughs> the one we bought, the one we bought, you know, this is, you, you come down to a runoff and all of a sudden it's a new race. So, you know, uh, don't, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Docs, you know, docs, docs coming into the election cycle and the gubernatorial race, here is how I saw it. I really believe that it would be a district race and that VLA Saro would be strong on St. Thomas and St. Croix and Brian Roach would be strong on St. Thomas and that the island of St. John would actually be the determining factor because I, 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 I thought that the, the margins were that close because keep in mind in the 2018 runoff, Governor Brian dominated former Governor Mapp in St. Thomas and former Governor Mapp dominated Brian in St. Croix. The, the dominance was greater for Brian Roach in St. Thomas than it was for Matt Potter in, uh, in, in St. Thomas than it was for Matt Potter and St. Croix. And St. John supported the Brian Roach team big during the 2018 cycle. Based on the numbers we see in here, um, looks like St. John might have a different take in 2022. What, 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 because because uh, Island Analytics had... Um, VLA Saro leading three to one on the island of St. John, and it was 45-41 Brian Roach over VLA Saro with the Rattan poll, 66 to 22. VLA Saro over Brian Roach and St. John. What's your take? What's what going on in St. John? Based on what you well, what you're hearing. One of the things for for, for me is uh the, the the Brian Roach supporter that that texted you, how did he how did he or she feel about the votes in St. Croix. What, 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 was it on in St. Croix that the numbers in St. Croix are closer than they are in St. Thomas? Exactly. I mean, you're picking, you know, how, how you feel about the pollsters saying that in St. Croix that Brian Roach is doing much better than they did in the, against the former the former governor? Correct. That's, that's the question I need to ask. Based, based, on, the, based, based on the poll, though, because the numbers we're yeah. using with, 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 with the former governor, that was actually actual votes uh, during actual, the election. Actual yeah. votes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but based on the poll, that's what the poll is yeah. saying. St. John had some issues uh, this time around Neville. And uh, that marina over in Coral Bay, right, that it was supposed to build over there in Coral Bay, and these people in Coral Bay and the environmentalists had been against that marina. I think the, the administration supported the, the building of the marina over in St. John. So I don't know if that's an impact. Another, that, another issue summer, summer, summer wind or something? Summer yeah, yeah, some uh, whatever I forget the name of the, yeah. the marina over in, 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 in Coral Bay. Coral Bay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh I think that's that 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 is impactful over there in St. John. The other issue that we talk about a lot here on this program 
is energy, okay? And how St. John is impacted in terms of energy and how they're gonna be able to, to survive when, when, when power goes out. So I believe those two issues over in St. John is uh, resonating with the St. Johnians that they have been forgotten and they might show a, 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 a number in the poll. So, summer, so, summer's End is the name of the marina. Summer's End. Yeah. yeah summer's yeah. End. Summer's End uh, marina over there yeah. in St. John. It's been there. And they, those people are really strong about against it. And I believe that the administration uh, and the, 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 the board of land use of the coastal zone supported the the, the the structure of that building of that marina. So that, that could be impactful. And again, energy for me is, I think, is a critical issue. It, it, well, for Allah, it's a critical issue. Ronnie, it looked like you bring in the rain because the rain come down now and say, great, my son. So it might get rain tomorrow, never know. You know yeah, and it, the thing is, what Docs is mentioning is government supposed to positively impact people's lives. And if you... Well, they, well, 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 they should be. They, they should strive to positively impact people's life. Things yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and sometimes the, you could be hiccups, but then if you explain the hiccup, and people really embrace your explanation, you're good. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if you explain it and it don't make sense to people, you're gonna you're gonna turn them off. Yes. You're gonna turn them off. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a excellent point, Ronnie. Excellent. Point. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, be, be, because so, be, because. We can't expect everything to be rosy all the time, and no, and, and, no. and, it, and it's about articulating why things are what they uh, are, gentlemen. Yeah, great, like, great, great, great conversation, this man. We gotta run. You know it is when it, when the conversation great time to fly. <laughs> but um, back on a Wednesday, right? Wednesday we well, analyze we, ana we analyzing yes. what took I, place. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Welcome, Take care, gentlemen. Be good. Back, you got it. Thanks a lot. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Love you. Yeah, yeah, out and yeah, vote, right. everybody. Go out and vote. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news designed for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.